I believe. I believe. I believe in one God. One absolute power and first cause to all things. I believe that this power is perfect love. And creates out of a desire to express love. I believe all thought is creative and how I choose to think creates my personal experience. I believe in the unity of all life. And the immortality of the individual soul. Forever unfolding. I believe. I believe. I believe in the eternal goodness. The eternal goodness of God. The eternal loving kindness. And the eternal givingness of God to all. And so it is. And so it is. And so it is. And so it is. Oh, yeah. There I am. Now, I would let, wanted to uh, let you know those were some of our practitioners and our board telling you about our Declaration of Principles. If you want to know more about who we are and how we are, look at our website, cslmidtown.org. It has all of that information and more. So now I'd like to introduce to you our practitioner of the day. He is just back with us from traveling all over Europe, having walked the Camino and a bunch of other walks that, and, and runs and bus rides and train rides and plane rides. We're really happy to have him back with us, Lee Huffman. Thank you, Bob, and welcome, everybody. It's really great to be here um, together, face-to-face, -face, um, a chance to give each other hugs and uh, talk to people and get caught up after all the time that we've been out. Uh, we're going to continue meeting here, and um, so we're also going to continue online, but we'd love to have more people come down and uh, fill this place up, and it's great coffee, great fellowship. So... Um, as Bob mentioned, I haven't, I've been away for a while with COVID and uh, personal issues and three and a half months in Europe. It's been fantastic. And I hope to be sharing some of those um, things that I learned on the trip, things that I experienced on the trip um, sometime at a later date. Last week, Bob delivered our first core concept of this teaching, and it is called God or the thing itself, as Ernest Holmes put it. In that lesson, Reverend Dean reminded us that God's mind is the one mind, and it includes my mind and your mind. Therefore, we can each choose what is true. Lives, we can all attract and manifest whatever we desire in our heart. Said another way, as you heard in our Declaration of Principles, the line that I enjoy the most is all thought is creative and how I choose to think creates my personal experience. And it's been really true for me over the past few years in with what's gone on with COVID and what's gone on with the Camino, the Camino to Santiago, 500 mile walk, um, and then time spent in Europe. It is so important about what we believe about God because it shapes what we believe about everything else around us. When we talk about duality of good and evil, it really creates a division. And there's never meant to be a division between any of us and definitely not between us and God. So that division does not exist. We're all one. Reverend Dean shared that God is the ultimate representation of oneness. I like that 
concept. I like that idea because in the agent text, just most of them say, in the beginning, there was God. Today, as Reverend Dean shared with us, all there is and everything there is, is God. That's God. (laughs) You are God. I am God. Because from the only thing that there was, which is God, when God, he, she, it, whatever you call, um, decided to express itself, there was nothing else. So it had to be an expansion. And so we all are representations of God. Nearly every religious philosophy or spiritual teaching talks about the concept of omnipresence, and it comes down to the same concept. The fact that God is everywhere is because God is in everything, in and through everything. God is all there is. The other course concepts that we believe are how it works, which Reverend Angela will be talking about today. And then what does God actually do and how we live in this power? And that's why I like January so much. Uh, across the, around the world with Centers for Spiritual Living, most of the centers will go back to the basics. These are the basics that we're talking about here in the first month of the year to get us started again. I'm looking forward to today's talk. Um, I'll let Angela maybe talk about her book that just got published. Um, quite an inspirational book. So uh, I'm very pleased with that. And um, then I'm also looking forward to Bob's uh, talks at the end of this month, the last two talks, just to get me re-centered. So I invite you to come and join us either online or even better yet, right here. Uh, this teaching, we have licensed practitioners like myself and Barbara last week and others, and they've studied for years to learn how to work with people as practitioners. And you can find them on the website at www.cslmidtown.org. So if you want to get in touch with a practitioner and have us work with you, we are more than happy to do that. Just reach for us. Okay. The key tool that we have as practitioners is a spiritual mind treatment. And a treatment is an affirmative prayer. So I'm going to share an affirmative prayer with you. And I want you to take it in. Any of it that resonates with you, please use it. Please take it into you. And any that doesn't, just let it go. And if you want, we can talk about it later. So uh, I will say it in the first person because I'm treating my mind, and it's up to you to treat your mind. So I invite you to relax. Take a moment and make yourself comfortable, but not too comfortable, especially those of you out there that we can't see. Uh, Take a deep breath and hold it in, and then release it slowly. Let's do that again. Deep breath. Release it slowly. Now know this with me, if you will. I know that there is one God, one creator of all things, the source of everything there is. For this prayer, I refer to the creator as source. I know that in the beginning, source was all that existed. 
Out of the desire to express itself, Source formed an image in its mind and used itself to create everything that exists today. I know that I was created out of Source since Source has the power to create and manifest. I and those around me have the power to create and manifest. Therefore, I can create a world of abundance that is mine to live within. Since Source has the power to heal, I have the power to heal. Therefore, on my own or with the support and actions of doctors and nurses and others, we all have the power to heal. And I sense that there's a lot of healing needed. I see myself as healed. I see myself as whole. I see myself as healthy. I see myself as living in abundance. I see myself as free from all limitations. What I see, what I think, what I know in my head and in my heart will manifest. Yes, I've had this knowledge educated out of me, and I've had to learn it again. But now I remember that nothing can separate me from the heart and mind of the source, the heart and mind of the Creator, the heart and mind of God. Therefore, I put all other thoughts and teachings behind me, and I know that all is well with my mind, with my body, with my surroundings, with my resources. Today I know that health and abundance are mine, and they are yours. Join me in closing this prayer, and so it is. I'm very excited. But those of you who've been around the center for a while, we are very excited today that we have return, a returning hero, Shiro, I guess I should say, from um, a longtime member, founding, uh, co our founding staff minister for this center, and who has been off in the world doing all kinds of wonderful things. She's back with us today to speak on this what it does, or the way it works, rather, the way it all works, I put in the title, just to give her a little extra spurt. And uh, so without anything further, I will welcome to the stage, Angela Harmon, the Reverend. <laughs> Thank you, Bob. Thank you. <laughs> Feels like home. Good. I actually lived in Garden Hills for 12 years, right up the street, 76 East Wesley. I could actually walk here if I was still living this way, but I don't live over here anymore. But my heart has returned, evidently. So how it works, the way it works, is a subject that I'm piggybacking off of from last week, the thing itself. And I remember finding this teaching, too, by ways of the radio, the jazz station. But I also want to start out the way it works with, with this, is that it will work immediately, eventually, or eternally. And the how part is not our part. The how part is the God part. If we're saying that everything is it, this is it, I'm it, you're it, the world is it, the food we eat is it, the birds that fly are it, the car we drive is it. So if everything is it, how do we get those things? We either got them right away, like a cup of coffee in the back, 
Oh, we got it eventually because with COVID, we were all sequestered and eventually we all came back together or it's eternally, which is that presence that started from nothing and out of nothing and out of no way everything has ever been made has been made. So here we are human beings playing around on the planet. And one of the human beings that was playing around on the planet, whose birthday is a day, who's not on the planet anymore physically, but spiritually, Martin Luther King Jr. And I also have a cousin, a niece really I call her, but she's cousin by way of the family tree, who's out having this adventure. And I called her and wished her a happy birthday today. And I said, did I get it right? Are you actually born on Martin Luther King's birthday? She's like, I am. I'm like, imagine that, having somebody who was born. He was a minister as well. He was one of the most activist people, uh, activist, uh, our civil rights activist movement during my youth. Died of an assassination April 4th. And as we know, the season of nonviolence is coming up. And he's actually a part of why we have the season of nonviolence. He and um, Mahatma Gandhi. So as we look at how it works, each of us have our teachers that we stand on the shoulders of, it seems. And as we think about that, I think about this eventually, this immediately, eventually, eternally on how it works. I think as humans, we're not patient at all. I know I'm not. So as we think about this, I think about the song, That's the Way of the World. I didn't prompt um, um, anyone to play any songs for me today. And we've got our, our multi-talented advanced back to doing everything. But if I could cue him now, I would ask him to say, that's the way of the world or play, that's the way of the world by Earth, Wind and Fire. And if you remember that song, that song has lyrics in it that says, when we're born as children, we have this heart of gold. You know, and then we talk about the streets of paved with gold. So, you know, we always have these analogies that kind of match. And then th what it says in that line is that the world will make your heart turn cold. So every time we consider our children, our, our childlikeness and us, and then one thing after another happens, either eventually or immediately, we're not thinking about the eternally. The eternal is the power that made everybody, that made everything. But here we are, I want it now. We're in a, in a, we're in a society of, I want it now. And if we looked at uh, the video where it said heal, whole, and healthy, was it? That's all internal. You showed all of it was quiet, taking, even the baby was chilling. Right, didn't he, mommy, uh, daddy? Just what is this? And just intrigued with it in the water and the rocks and the, and the nature of it all. So what keeps that childlikeness in us so we don't let the way of the world cause us not to remember the eternal because that's where we come from. So some of the movies that I love, I'm going to say, if I had to write this, there's this journal my daughter got that I 
kidnapped because I said, I'm going to use this with Happy Academy to kind of use this icebreaker. So one of the things was, well, what are the top five movies if you had to pick top five movies? So in my essence, top five movies for me would be a, It's a Wonderful Life, The Godfather, what a contrast, right? Mrs. Doubtfire, The Wizard of Oz, and The Lion King. So those would be my top five. Not that those are my only five, but you know, if I had to pick five, those would be my top five. But so as I thought about the talk and the movie was coming on yesterday, uh, so if I had to put in the top 10, it would be Jurassic Park. So Jurassic Park was on yesterday. And, and one of the lines at the beginning, because you know, Alan and, and Ellie were diggers. They were you know digging for dinosaurs. And here comes this scientist that comes and is like, I need you to check this out. And so before this um, inventor arrives, they're digging and they're looking at what it looks like in the computer. And the guy says, don't touch the computer because you'll lose the, the vision. And so he's trying not to touch it and he touches it and then it gets all static. And he says, I hate computers. And Ellie says, the, feel the feeling is mutual. So I, I really took that part to say that whatever we put out there in the how, comes back to us. So when she said the feeling is mutual, what are we putting out there? Are we putting mutual feelings out there? What are we putting? I hate computers out there. Or do we now, you know, I picked up on that being a former IBM. It's like, he hate computers, man. You couldn't even do your job without you. So I loved computers. So I ended up in a world with full of computers. So he didn't like com um, computers, but he was a digger. So he didn't have to work with them. He really, truly got mutual reward from what he loved. So I picked that movie for another reason, too. I didn't write it down, but I'm going to try to paraphrase one of the, the... Watch it again. I just love Steven Spielberg. All the end and, and the Jones, all of those have messages. But they said, um, um, God created dinosaurs... God destroyed dinosaurs. God created man. Man created dinosaurs. Dinosaurs destroyed man. And then the woman says, women inherit the earth. <laughs> <laughs> so here we are, women. We're inheriting the earth. And not that we don't coexist with all, I thought about Harriet Tubman with that one as we think of MLK Day. And as we think of MLK and, and being the, the person in the package that God gave me, Harriet Tubman stands out. And she stands out for me because she couldn't read or write. But this woman lived to be almost 100 years old and freed probably as many souls or more. And as I think about the fact that it happens immediately, eventually, or eternally, that's when those energies that are not present with us live through us. And we get to decide whether we're going to be eternally grateful and eternally happy and eternally creative and eternally inventive, or we can be immediately angry, immediately harmful, immediately, because that's not going to last. It's not in the internal, but it can be very immediate. 
Um, you've got a six-year-old shooting a teacher in a class. That's immediate. Eventually, we will know more about why that is and the healing that will need to take place in that. But the immediate, and sometimes it's eventual, um, good or bad. And I'm just pointing out the good this time because I'm going to reflect on the book. Because I think about the Elvis Presleys and the Aretha Franklins and the Whitney Houstons and the Michael Jacksons and the, all, the, all those people have left us, but they're eternal because of the message that they left. Respect is one of the ones I really love. And one of the things that we do to know that there is something bigger than us is to respect that power, that it's eventually going to work eternally. And sometimes it's immediate. You know, sometimes I get what, every now and then you'll think of someone and they call immediately, don't they? It's like, I just thought about you. What? And then this book called Birds of a Feather. And this book came out of this center, if you will, because I became ordained in 2015. This center was started 2012. And I ended up going to another center, what, maybe a job, 2019. So there was some time spent with CSL Midtown. So I had this thing called Prayer Works that I did on Monday nights because I traveled a lot and I wanted to still stay connected even when I wasn't in the center. And I kept saying I wanted to write a book. I want to write a book. And I thought it was going to be on metaphysics because, you know, it's movies and music and metaphysics that moved me. You know, it's just I got to tell the people about it some way. But I didn't even know where to start. And I've started a lot of places, but it wasn't coming together. So um, my granddaughter was the youngest baby at a, um, a family reunion and they gave her a Dr. Seuss cat in a hat book. And it was real small and. It was in rhyme, and I said, I bet I could do a book like that. So I promised my prayer group, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do something, because I want to make this happen. So it's like immediately, no, but eventually. And so over a weekend, I wrote the story that I'm going to read to you. And when I left IBM in 2020, I wasn't sure what I was going to do. But faith kicked in and says, well, you're not going to get a new boss because I could have stayed. It says, it's time for something new. So I prayed about it, woke up, covered about it, said, I'll see you about it, and left about it. That June was my last date. That August, I saw an ad on television that said, if you want to publish a book. So let me send this little script in I wrote for prayer work called Birds of a Feather. See what they do with that. That's September 2020. I'm on the way to the beach, what you saw there, and I get a call for an offer to publish. And my family was doing some different things because I think you realized that I had um, learned that I didn't even know my own true identity, that I didn't even know my father was. So that same year, I discovered his name and all of that from the DNA ancestral, but when you start finding out the truth, you think it's going to be kumbaya, but it is quite the opposite. 
when the truth starts to come out. So lo and behold, did I not know that this birds of a feather book was going to be more than a notion. So I asked what bird doesn't flock since I didn't seem to be feathering together as this book decided it was going to come to life. And I said, I must be an eagle because eagles don't flock. They mate, but they don't flock. So as I started out with this journey and they showed me what the illustration was and I signed up and all of this, this book came into life. And um, eventually it became this instead of just a email with paper and words. I hired an illustrator. You'll see all the colors when you order it. This was something that I thought I was going to give up on and said, the heck with it. I didn't use that word. So eventually this was a journey because it started, like I said, September 2020, and it was not published until December 2022. So this was a journey. And we can be immediately upset or immediately happy. We can eventually know that it's going to come out in right timing or we can give up on it eventually and it never happened. And the story I hope that you hear that I read in closing is eternal. And if I wanted to prompt a song after this, it would be Quincy Jones, Tevin Campbell's Tomorrow. So play that when you get home. But the book called Birds of a Feather by Angela Harmon and the illustrator is Erica Ramsey Bowen. And this book is dedicated to children of all ages, inspired by my hatchlings, hatchlings. Once you learn to fly, trust your ability to soar. The wind will do the rest. Enjoy the journey. The story being told happens to be true. Find the lesson in the three amigos coup. It happened one summer, my daughter's Jamila's major bummer. Out of nowhere, needing a place to nest is my youngest of three with her children and her pets. Lucky, Tweety, and Stormy, a parakeet trio, draped in feathers, looking straight out of Rio. The dominant bird is Tweety, the only male. Yellow is his color from head to tail. Stormy looks like the sky on a cloudy day. Lucky's name suited her nature all the way. They didn't always get along in the space they lived daily, even though their behavior was somewhat scaly. Placed on the balcony for fresh air from time to time, to the top of the cage, the two of the three would often climb, possibly to discover an open door or begin an adventure, the world to explore. One day on the balcony, while planting flowers and sage, I must have created an opening when adjusting the cage. I didn't notice the gap, which was ever so slight, as I gazed at the planted garden with sheer delight. As the day was ending and the sun was set, as the setting of the sun, Jamila noticed instead of three birds, there was only one. I had no idea that the cage had opened and two had taken flight. Stormy and Tweety had flown away into the night. Surprised and alarmed, we wondered what happened, yet we kept our cool to avoid snapping. 
Were they hurt or eaten by a bird of prey, possibly that falcon that came lurking just the other day? We didn't want to alarm or give the kids a fright, though deep inside I knew Stormy and Tweety were all right. If Lucky could say what, if Lucky could, what would she say? Where did they go? Why did she stay? Did she warn them not to go or did they ask her to? And she said no. With Lucky inside and we settled to sleep, after a prayer together, we didn't hear a peep. We woke to check the balcony if the birds were back after escaping last night because of a little cage crack. We'd already decided to take an easy Sunday morning after our birds took flight without a warning. Lucky woke chirping lively and strong. Could there be something outside going on? The notion came to place her back outside, secured her cage, and allowed her to guide. That's exactly what she happened as Lucky sang. Though Tweety was spotted first, Stormy returned first to the gang. Eventually, Tweety decided to reunite. To our amazement, the duo made it through the night. Three birds of a feather back together, through thick and thin, no matter the weather, their journey landed them home safely to stay, demonstrating prayer works. Namaste. And so it is. One, two, three. There we go. It's on. So our man of many talents, our man of constant change from one thing to the next, to the next, to the next, and handles it beautifully. He only talks loud and noisily to himself sometimes, which I had never seen until today. But given all that we have accomplished, I'm so happy to introduce and present to you Vance Blue, our treasurer and par excellence, everything. Thanks, Bob. All right, so um, that was an excellent talk. Thanks, Angela. The, uh, so technical difficulties aside, we made it through. We swapped cameras in the middle of the service, if you didn't notice that, and we got the audio all working. Um, so I want to say we appreciate your donations um, to the website. Online, if you're here in person, you can drop money in the basket or a check. We take all of that. And there's another way you can help out, and that is um, on YouTube, search for CSL Midtown Atlanta, all one word, CSL Midtown Atlanta, and like the page. Actually, join the channel. Actually, that's it. Subscribe to the channel so we get more viewers on that. So. You'll all do that if you haven't already. Um, the subscriptions help bump up our reach, and so more people will see us out there in the world since we broadcast on YouTube. And now I'm going to go through our affirmation of prosperity. So if you will join me 
in saying the affirmation. I live in a universe of abundance. As I freely and joyfully give, I join in the divine flow. And all that I share with life returns to me multiplied abundantly. And so it is. And now I'm going to give it back to Dr. Bob. We've got a video coming up about his class too. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Angela. That was awesome. I got my heart touched big time at the end of that. It was beautiful. So coming up at the end of the month, we are going to have uh, the beginning of our prosperity class, prosperity um, plus two, and it's because it's the second version. And uh, Mary Man and Morsi and I are teaching this together. Uh, she will be pre-recorded. I will be live. And here is an invitation. Hi, this is Mary Morrissey. I'm here at the invitation of your ministry to give you an invitation. Some of you and I have spent 10 weeks together in a program that your center offered called Prosperity Plus, A New Way of Living. Well, we're here today to offer what's next. So Prosperity Plus 2, Harnessing Your Invisible Power is for you. It's for you if you have a specific area of your life where you would really love to multiply and magnify the results. It's for you if you would love to discover what it is that really matters to you and then to serve that with your time, your energy, in a way that is easy, where the abundance to support what matters to you is the natural result of your daily life. It's for you if you're willing to 10 weeks, just for 10 weeks, a small amount of time really, because truth be told, 10 weeks from now, if you keep breathing, you're going to have a life anyway. It's for you if you're willing to do an experiment and just discover that the power breathing you is so much more than perhaps you've ever known. And that what maybe seems such so far away and such a difficult thing was way easier than you'd ever known. So you're being offered the opportunity to go sign up for Prosperity Plus 2. I'm going to encourage you to do that today because the moment you sign up, something magic begins to happen your energy recognizes, you, you recognize, oh, things are changing here. Things are changing here. It takes seven miles to turn the Queen Mary. But the moment the captain issues the order, all hands under deck go to work on that order. Now, the minute you sign up, there's a whole part of you that knows, all right, things are gonna change here. And then start paying attention to what really matters you. Come to week one, come every single week, and we're going to have an adventure in harnessing that invisible power and living a life ultimately that you describe that you love living because we really do believe that you literally can live a life you love living giving the gift that you came to give in freedom and ease and grace because the one breathing you is far greater than any circumstance in this world you're invited now officially right here right now come share and be part of prosperity plus two harnessing your invisible power and there you have it. So join me, if you will, in our closing affirmation. It's on the board. I leave this place now knowing something better than I knew before. I go forth into the world with a heart full of love and a mind full of good sense. I look at the world in a greater way, knowing that I have within me everything I need to create the life I desire. I give thanks for this understanding. I am grateful for the spirit of life that lives through me. And so it is. Thank you.